uh, seventh, eighth grade, I remember, from my town in Wisconsin, listening to sermons on Sermon Audio. Uh, so this is quite the honor to be able to be on Sermon Audio and give the challenge and devotional uh, for this hour of prayer. Well, if you have your Bibles, please turn with me to Luke chapter 10, the book of Luke and chapter 10. And as you're turning, I want to begin by asking you, what do you think is the most important activity of the Christian life? What do you think is the one activity most pleasing to God? George Mueller one time wrote, For the first four years after my conversion, I made no progress. Now we today think of George Mueller as a hero of the faith, as someone who walked with God, as someone who by faith founded orphanages as a testimony of the power of God to provide. So what makes the difference? What made the difference between a life that he described as no progress versus a life that is fruitful to the honor and glory of God? George Mueller thought he knew what made the difference, and I want to return to his comments in a few minutes later. But first, I want us to look at a text where I think Jesus himself answers the question of what is the most important activity of the Christian life? If you have your Bible, please follow along as I read Luke 10, verses 38 through 42. Now it came to pass as they went that he entered into a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was cumbered about much serving, and came to him and said, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? Bid her therefore that she help me. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things, but one thing is needful. And Mary hath chosen that good part, which shall not be taken away from her. I think it is very obvious from just a simple reading of this text that Jesus clearly commanded the activity of Mary more than the activity of Martha. So what were these activities, and what made the one more important than the other? And then lastly, how should we apply this emphasis to our lives? Well, I think the first observation we need to make from this text is that, first of all, Martha's activity by itself was not sin. Martha was displaying hospitality. In verse 38, we are told that Martha received him into her house. The idea is that she welcomed him as a guest, or she opened her home up to him. And I can relate with this uh, very well growing up in, in a pastor's home. Um, whenever there would be an evangelist or a missionary or some kind of special speaker, it was almost assumed that um, f- either for Sunday lunch or for Sunday dinner, uh, the, visiting, the visitors would come over to our house for a meal. And usually that entailed a lot of cleaning on Saturday, extra chores. And my mom would assign me and my other four siblings different cleaning responsibilities. Um, But it wouldn't be out of the ordinary for um, the boys to be halfway through their job. And my mom would kick us out of the house because either the boys had broken something when they were cleaning or we just weren't doing a good job, like leaving smear marks all over the mirrors or something. So usually my mom... Uh, would kick the boys out. We would go play basketball while the girls would stay home and do all the cleaning. Um, but, but this idea of hospitality is not foreign to us. And again, the Bible commends it. Actually, in 1 Timothy 3, one qualification for a pastor is that he be hospitable, and then in Titus that he be a lover of hospitality. So we see 
just in this service, this act by itself, what Martha was doing by itself was not sin. This service again is commended in John 13. Jesus took a towel and washes his disciples' feet and tells them to follow his example. Today as students, we're responsible to get our schoolwork done. It's honorable to put practice time in our instruments. It's honorable to get involved in serving in kids clubs and to get involved with other activities of our church. And we can go on and on with many activities that are honorable and not sin, but that does not always mean the Lord is pleased with our activity. That's a, that's, that's a key note that we need to observe. You can go, we can go on and on with activities that are honorable and not sin, but that doesn't always mean the Lord is pleased with that activity. And the second observation we need to make from this text is that Martha was distracted in her activity. The word translated cumbered about in verse 40 simply means distracted. Martha was distracted by the serving itself. The time it took, the energy, the mental focus, Jesus said, was the distraction. And we can be sure that the devil is glad to let us spend up all the resources we have doing good things while missing something that Jesus values as better or even the best. Down in verse 41, he also describes Martha as careful and troubled, or what we might say today as worried and bothered. And I think all of us know that doing right can be hard and sometimes we can get tired, but we ought to be warned that we are missing something when we are constantly in this state of being worried and bothered. We're distracted. And then another source of distraction, we have, we have the serving itself. But then another source of distraction for Martha that's not clearly stated but seems to be implied in this passage is that Martha was distracted by comparing her activity to her sister's. In verse 40, she was not only upset with her sister, but when we read it carefully, Martha was actually upset with the Lord, as if he didn't care about all the hard work she had to do alone. And this is another warning sign that we are missing something when we, when we start getting into this mode of thinking like, oh, look at me, I'm the only one trying hard around here. I mean, look at my sister, she's not doing anything, and I'm left to do this all alone. So we've noted that Martha's activity, this hospitality, by itself is not sin, but Martha was distracted. And then thirdly, I want us to make note of what Martha had missed. Martha missed the priority of listening to Jesus' words. Back at, back at verse 39, Mary is described as sitting at Jesus' feet. But the big deal here, it's, it's not that she's sitting at Jesus' feet in some kind of a calm state. The big deal here is that she's sitting there at Jesus' feet as the last few words say, listening to Jesus' words. Jesus declares this activity, listening to his words. Jesus declares this activity in verse 42 as the one thing truly needful. And he really doesn't explain needful for what. Should we think needful for usefulness for the Lord? Needful to please the Lord? Needful to grow in my Christian life? And it seems like the Lord left it a little general, so we should be thinking of all of these possibilities. But Jesus declares this activity, listening to his words. Again, he declares it 
as in verse 42 as good because of its lasting value. Look with me at verse 42. It says, Mary hath chosen that good part which shall not be taken away from her. And not everyone agrees with how Martha's activity might be viewed as being taken. But what is very clear is that hearing the words of Jesus as the priority of my life always has lasting spiritual and even eternal value. George Mueller said, for the first four years after my conversion, I made no progress. This is where we started earlier. Um, Now listen how he finishes this quote. For the first four years after my conversion, I made no progress because I neglected the Bible. But when I regularly read on through the whole, with reference to my own heart and soul, I directly made progress. Then my peace and joy continued more and more. Now I've been doing this for 47 years. I've read through the whole Bible about 100 times, and I always find it fresh again and again. Thus, my peace and joy have increased more and more. Sometimes we try to find our peace and joy in a Christian life by being busy and and working really hard to make progress. But if we are missing what Jesus said is the one thing we can't do without, if we are missing listening to Jesus' words as the priority of our life, we're going to be just like Martha. We're going to be worried. We're going to be bothered. We're going to be frustrated with everything around us. And though it is only mentioned in passing, I think the fact that Mary sits at Jesus' feet is probably a symbol of submission and humility and adoration. What Mary really treasured most was the time to spend with Jesus, the time to listen to his words, to hear the words of her Savior. And it doesn't matter how old we are, what gender we are, or what stage of life we are in. If we keep the first things first and make it our first-rate priority, listening to Jesus' words, we will please the Lord, be fruitful, and make progress in our Christian life. And, and this is my burden, that now as we transition to um, this time of prayer, that even through prayer, we would make a renewed and a re- refreshed commitment to the Word of God, to the one thing that is truly needful. And talking with Brother Lee at the beginning, this, this time of prayer is designed specifically praying for revival. Um, for the kingdom and the gospel to be advanced. And in order for that gospel advancement to take place, there first of all needs to be revival in our own individual hearts. Before revival can come to the world, the revival starts with our lives individually. And that means there must be a proper priority given to the words of Jesus Christ. And so this is my burden, that as we go to this prayer time, that we would make a renewed commitment to valuing the words of Jesus Christ.